You're in the kitchen. What's up, everybody? It's uh, it's Anna Bright here on the drop. Uh, oh, these shades are a little silly. Probably a little, probably a little silly to be wearing them inside. I'll just uh, set them down right, right, right there for everyone. Um, just kidding. Uh, but welcome to the drop, everyone. It's just me. This episode, we don't have Dylan, unfortunately. The reason we don't have Dylan is because there, it's yet to have been announced which way. Dylan uh, and, you know, J.W. and Georgia, Gabe Tardio and also Millie Rain are deciding and, you know, the topic of the podcast, you know, MLP versus PPA. So he didn't want to come on because he didn't want to reveal too much. I don't know what he's doing. I asked on my socials for people to send in questions. And uh, a lot of the questions are about Dylan and the Johnsons and everything. And I don't know. I haven't been able to get an answer out of the guy. I've been nagging him a lot. Uh, I haven't even gotten a timeline. Like, when are we going to know? So, I don't know. I'm afraid I don't really have any answers to the questions about Dylan and the Johnsons. But I have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do without Dylan. You know, he he definitely carries the podcast. And uh, not having him to help me prepare was not easy. You know, I... Uh, I felt a little thrown off my game, so hopefully hopefully everyone is still willing to listen to me just monologue. I did an Instagram Live once, and I think it went okay, but uh, yeah, I'll just give everyone my perspective on, you know, my decision a little bit. You know, me and James are kind of the same person, effectively, so uh, that's, you know, my and James's decisions, and, uh, you know, about what I heard from some of the other players, my experience this weekend in Kansas City. Um tons going on. So I guess first we'll talk about the tournament, right? I mean, I feel like most of the results from this weekend can kind of, you can put a little bit of an asterisk beside them. You know, uh, everyone had a million things on their mind and I'll talk more about this later, but unless you were at Kansas city, it was probably the same, you know, with the APP, it was just total chaos. Everybody was on their phones all the time, right? And we're all on our phones all the time, right? We all live, we all live in 2023, but everybody's making phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. I saw Tyler Loom did a tweet, you know, he couldn't believe that people's phones batteries lasted all day on mixed day. So you just walk around the venue, you walk around, um, you walk around the hotel, the tournament hotel, everyone's on their phone. James and I went to an Indian restaurant, okay, near the venue. We like, we see around the corner, Rob Cassidy, he's on the phone. We're like, Rob Cassidy. And he's like, he's locked in, you know, he's, he's having a serious conversation. So it was really hectic. Um, I felt like I was having a lot of trouble focusing uh, on mixed day. It's not why we lost, you know, why James and I didn't have had another, you know, subpar day by our standards, but it was part of it. And I, I think you saw a lot of that on mixed day and on women's day too. some and men's day as well. You know, men do play pickleball too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people had a million things on their mind. A lot of people were losing sleep. Uh, I lost a lot of sleep. It was, it was very tumultuous, I would have to say. And, uh, you know, it's funny, there were a lot of, you know, there was another huge announcement in Pickleball this weekend with the PPA introducing gambling to the sport for the first time in a really, really major way. And that just kind of got forgotten, you know, so I'm not really going to talk about that too much. I also don't think it's something I should speak on too much. Um, but from what I have seen and heard about it, it, it's got a little bit of a ways to go. But um, 
just a freaking crazy weekend. It's like gambling was nothing. I honestly, no offense to the wonderful people at the AP Tour and all those players. You know, I know we had some first-time medals. Shout out Vivian Glosman um, and also Allison Harris and um, Marie Humberg, I think, on their silver. But uh, I just, I honestly don't think that an APP has ever gone necessarily more forgotten, at least in my own headspace. It was like, it was gambling, then it was everything going on with the contracts and then, you know, the tournament that I was physically at. And it was just, I, I found it kind of funny personally, because I usually care a lot about AP results. I follow actively. I always read, you know, what's going on on NML and everything. But yeah, it's like, it, it's kind of like it didn't even happen. I don't know if anyone can hear me if I whisper, so I'll try to avoid whispering for dramatic effect. Um, but so let's first talk about my decision this weekend and, uh, and everything, right? So I, myself and James were some of the first players to make a decision and in particular to go with major league pickleball and, uh, how this this was a surprise to us. I I saw I had got some questions like was this something that people knew was coming or anything and definitely not. I uh, I don't think it was necessarily a secret uh, that there was obviously a little bit of a difference in philosophy between MLP and the PPA. Um, you know MLP wants to grow the game as being primarily team based, and the PPA wants to grow the game. Uh, not exactly replicating tennis, but kind of following that path more so, right? Like holding a lot of tournaments. They, you know, they they want to introduce tournaments at different points levels, you know, probably build up to having eventually, you know, like a challenger tour, futures, then the majors, the masters, you know, I think that is largely their vision uh, and building each, each game wants stars and everything, but each league, I should say, or tour, but they want to go about it differently, you know, whereas on the PPA, the, the stars, uh, obviously the biggest stars in our sport are Ben Johns and Annalie Waters, which is 100% deserved in every way. They are so dominant. Congratulations to both of them on another Triple Crown this weekend. Um, but, you know, with in, in the team format in Major League Pickleball, stars are a lot less guaranteed to win. You know, brands have to be built. Sorry, I keep having to do this. In, uh, in other ways, um, because, you know, we saw how dominant Ben Johns was at MLP, but not so dominant that he could guarantee his team a win in the super final. Or, you know, my team beat Ben's team, and my team was definitely worse on paper. And, you know, same with Annalie. Like, her team made a final in the end, but they didn't win an event. So dominance is not near as guaranteed. I mean, and that's the way it is in every team sport, right? You have figures like Pat Mahomes, who's front of mind for me since I was just in Kansas City, right? Like, James has taught me a lot about sports, you know, like, say you know that guy the arm is a legendary talent you know even though Kansas City's defense isn't the best sorry if there's any Kansas City fans they can still win Super Bowls right so you have players like that but uh, you know LeBron James oh shoot I know MJ won six rings you know double three P and everything I don't know I think LeBron has four or five right now I'm sorry everyone but you know the best player in the league is not winning every time you know like the supporting cast is important you know the players on your team are more important and of course that's the case with Major League Pickleball so it's a very big difference of philosophy and how to build brands the PPA you build your brand by winning MLP you know it's a little different it's a little more nuanced so I think some of the players that went with PPA kind of favored that individuality and having their fate in their own hands. And I think that is one thing that was factored into um, 
particularly, uh, you know, Ben and Annalise decisions, you know, why would they leave a tour that has treated them very, very well where they win all the freaking time, which is great for sponsors. A lot of sponsors have incentives for winning, pride money matching, bonuses, whatever. So, uh, a big, that's a big difference. It's just a difference of philosophy. And then also, um, a while ago, I think Tim Parks went on a podcast and, you know, said it was a little bit of a cold war. I don't know if that podcast is still up, but that it was a little bit of a cold war between the two organizations. And again, not surprising, you know, uh, we have Steve Kuhn on the one hand and we have Mr. You know, Tom Dundon and Connor Pardo on the other. It's not just Steve, you know, it's Brooks, it's Anne, it's the whole ecosystem, but these organizations have not been aligned for all of 2022. And, uh, you know, they came together very suddenly in November as in reaction to the PPA announcing the Vibe League. But you know that that wasn't done necessarily because they wanted to, it was done because it thought was thought to be the best move at the time. Um, I feel like I'm talking so much, but I guess that's how this episode is going to go. But it wasn't surprising that there were some clashes over philosophy, how to do things. You know, maybe MLP wanted to hold more events or... Maybe they wanted to run events differently. Maybe it was difficult to pin down a calendar, right? You know, things are really messy and pickable right now. And that won't be stopping anytime soon. Um, sorry, I keep touching the screen, everyone. I'm on my phone because I accidentally uh, brought James's laptop on the last two trips. And then he's home. I'm in Orlando, so he has the laptop. So I'm just making do with what I have. Uh, so my decision. Um, I personally felt as though the team format is the way I see pickleball making it big. I feel like MLP is in a position to either succeed massively, you know, in five to 10 years or potentially fail massively, right? We don't know. We don't know if this team format is going to really take off, but I felt as though the PPAs, you know, playing tournaments every weekend, uh, I think it's more boring. It's just a lot more boring. The most fun tournaments are the ones in which Ben and Annalie aren't there both to play in you're more, you're more excited, you're more anxious as a player. And as a fan, it's like, you know, we're going to get to see people battle to be at the top when, uh, when those two aren't there. So that's one thing I think. Also, I think that pickleball, you know, people talk a lot about, I saw a lot of people, I got asked a lot of questions about, you know, are people going to MLP to just dodge Ben and Anna Lee? I don't think that's a good take at all. I think it's more about philosophy. And I also think that People have to be realistic when evaluating um, players. Annalie is 16, but she's been playing pickleball years longer than I have. And Ben as well has been playing years and years longer than me, despite us being the same age. It's, I, of course, want to win and I want to beat them. I want to, you know, of course I do. I'm a competitor, uh, as is everyone else who you guys watch regularly. But not many players have been playing for that amount of time. So to expect the same level and pickable IQ and, you know, nuance and all the same shots, it, it takes a while. There's a reason Ben never misses a dink and Colin never misses a dink. And there's a reason why generally the best players in transition and on defense and getting to the kitchen are the ones that have been playing for, you know, four plus years, five plus years, right? It's like that time really matters. And so, to expect people to get better than Ben and Annalie and to be better than them. It's not dodging. It's just, it's just a fact that it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, everyone is really excited right now about Tyra Black. I think she's one who definitely has the potential to get as good and better than Annalie. Not that I'm saying I don't or others. I just think she's the one, she's the new face and she could totally do it. You know, it would be, it would be great for the game and everything, 
but she's not dodging her by, and neither am I or anyone else, by signing a deal that you think makes more sense for yourself long-term with another league. You know, like that's not dodging at all. You're just making the best decision for you and, you know, your game and where you see the game going because everybody in this, a large part of everyone's choice is who is going to win. Everybody wants to choose the winner. Uh, and so obviously with how I currently feel, I feel like, okay, MLP's got a lot of signings. I've got a lot of women. I feel better about my decision. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw, throw the shades. Sorry. Should I throw the shades back on? Sorry if anyone's listening on Spotify. I have MLP shades, uh, knock around MLP shades, I should say. Um, so that was a lot of it. And, uh, the PPA is throwing around a lot of money. They are throwing around more money to, a lot of players than MLP is, but we are still seeing a lot of players go with MLP. I, I, I've seen some rumors about that being the case with Riley. I don't speak to Riley regularly. I don't think many pros do, to be honest. Uh, he's a very private guy, but he is not unique. And if, if those rumors are true and that the PPA has offered him more money, uh, you know, that was, that, that's been the case for many people. Uh, but I think that one reason why people are choosing to go with MLP at this stage is simply largely it's rapport, it's vision, it's philosophy, and it's also respect for what MLP is doing and has done for us. Uh, for one, the people at MLP have been very, very generous to me. They gave both James and I great deals in November, you know, deals that we were so incredibly happy with that were so generous. You know, we had, we had some deals worked out with them before the merger and uh, they honored them post merger, even though they didn't have to, you know, once they were aligned with the PPA. And uh, also when I first started playing pro pickleball, I worked for Duper, you know, Steve Kuhn and Joe Braverman was a CEO at a time, but largely Steve, you know, they took a chance on hiring someone just out of college who, uh, and allowed me to play as much pickleball as I wanted, as long as I got my work done even though I had hardly worked professionally and they knew I was going to be playing a lot of pickleball, you know, that was very, very generous and uh, not something that you forget that people took that chance on you and have been very good to you. Right. I mean, um, so that was really amazing. And Steve has been nothing but good to me. You know, I've got some other sponsorships and deals lined up that have, he has largely aided. So that's something you don't forget. And that, you know, you don't want to go back on. And kind of similarly, uh, I know there's a lot of rumors of people having, you know, difficulty with the PPA or, you know, this year, the PPA, everyone in that ecosystem has been nothing but amazing to me. You know, nothing this year with them has been a deterrent. I've had so much fun playing on the PPA tour. I hope to continue playing on the PPA tour for the rest of 2023. Both James and I would have been, were very happy with how things were. You know, I think a lot of players were anxious about being forced to make this either or decision when we were happy with the status quo, you know, getting to play both. I mean, uh, so it was hard, but last year in 2022, I was, when I broke out, I was made, you know, some promises of a little bit of, you know, I was made some, some promises that I'd have a little bit of help. And, you know, I didn't really see that help until it was time to negotiate whether or not I would be signing on exclusively. Right. Uh, and that is also something that, as a player, you don't forget, right? Um, so that that's all I'll really say on that, but I just wanna emphasize that the PPA has been nothing but good to James and I, and to the best of my knowledge, a lot of the other 
uh, top pros this year. Um, but it's just, it's just little things like that that do matter. I also think that some of the PPA's decisions this year uh, and in the past have really helped them get to the position they are. I mean, they have kind of, this year they were successful enough to kind of turn the APP rather than being, you know, competitive and there being arguments about depth beyond Ben and Annalie that there were in 2022. This year the APP is undoubtedly not at the same level as the PPA tour uh, in any event except men's singles. I think men's singles, you can definitely argue uh, that they're they're very comparable, which, you know, Yates Johnson and Hunter have had great results in singles. You had Kwong Duong come on, like tons of great singles players. Singles, men's singles, that was a total crapshoot, I think, but I don't really want to talk about that. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of won. They beat the APP. They, you know, they thought they had kind of crushed the threat of MLP. And I think they did that by being a lot more cutthroat than the other competing organizations in pickleball. And that was working for them and they were doing it great. And, you know, if MLP hadn't been able to pull off this move, you know, I think the PPA would have, you know, continued to dominate. But I think some of those cutthroat decisions that they have made have cost them, right? I mean, little things, right? Like a lack of transparency at times about paddle testing and, you know, the rules, the rules are not clearly published. Some people are worried there might be preferential treatment to some to some players or things like uh things like some there's been questions about the draws i i personally haven't had any questions about the draws this year uh myself personally but you know it's something that people aren't don't necessarily trust fully at times uh you know you see that sentiment publicly or also uh some of their decisions like to pay half the prize money to people who are unsigned with the ppa as well as not comping entry fees, you know, not, not, uh, you know, you don't get to park with the pros, you know, the signed pros, uh, you know, even sometimes kicking unsigned pros out of, you know, the, the pro player lounges and stuff, you know, it's, it's so incredibly expensive to play pro pickleball, $500 plus, if you want to play three events, not even including travel, uh, you know, those decisions. And then recently they took away the ability to earn points, um, from unsigned pros, right? So people like Tyra or Tina Pisnick or others, right? They had these good results in the last few weeks. They didn't even receive any points for those results. So say if me and Tyra were to play again uh, in Cincinnati, we're not. But if we were to, you know, our results getting bronze in, in TOC, like we, our seating would be pretty much solely based on my points. And that's one reason why, you know, me and Meg Dazon did play Tyra and Lacey, I think, so early in the draw, and Tyra and Lacey had to play a first-round match, and they weren't seated. is because, you know, Tyra didn't have points. So that decision to withhold points from unsigned players without actively engaging in conversations and, you know, having an avenue for those players to sign is a decision that, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I don't think this was their intention at all, you know, it's a growing organization. They're trying to make money. They're hiring. They're expanding massively. And I think they did an, a really incredible job of that. Uh, but I think those, like, decisions that might have seemed small in hindsight, it's like, didn't necessarily help them build rapport with the players who, you know, might not have seemed to be of the most importance, you know, even a week and a half ago. Whereas now, you know, you're fighting to sign 
you know, the, the players who are in the challenger league or who just missed the cut, you know, who've only played two or three PPAs, if any at all, you know, it's important that those people have a good experience. And, uh, that's one thing that MLP has always done a great job of. Nothing has ever been perfect. You know, there's always going to be things that aren't perfect, you know, but there's more of, I think MLP has always really, really prioritized player relations and has always tried to be very communicative, very upfront. You know, we saw them, you know, publicly post, you know, how they're testing paddles and the guidelines and all the results of all their testing and their recommendations. And, you know, they just released new information on, you know, paddle colors. You know, they're very proactive. I think the PPA is also very proactive. It's one thing I've always been very impressed with with their organization. It's like, if they want to make a change, they're going to make a change ASAP. And while I have not necessarily thought all those changes for the best, I thought most of them were. And what my opinion is just one player's opinion. It doesn't really matter too much, but both organizations are very proactive, but the MLP has always really prioritized transparency. And uh, I think that, you know, has really benefited them when it's come into these negotiations. Uh, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Okay. So I guess now I should kind of talk about a little bit more about, you know, the feeling and the vibe on, uh, on tournament days on the tournament days. So the announcement came on mixed day that MLP was doing this. They were going to, you know, set fire to the status quo of pickleball of, you know, us all having PPA events like 25 a year. And there's, you know, there's six PPAs, you know, we thought next year there was going to be eight and it was just hectic. It's like all at once, everyone was on the phone is kind of the, the best way to put it. Just total chaos. Like, what does this mean? Is this really happening? You know, we all thought we were in, you know, most, most PPA signed pros thought we were in, you know, two year deals. And is MLP really doing this? Are they really going to help us, you know, pay the terms in our contract to get out? Uh, one thing I say is MLP contracts start in 2024. There's no impact on 2023. I'll talk later a little bit more about, you know, what I think might happen for the rest of 2023, but lost my train of thought. Sorry guys, rambling. Um, yeah, but everyone was on the phone. It was so funny. I feel like the person I saw on the phone the most was Deckel. I think our just schedules were aligning. Like on these tournament weekends, there's some players. It's like, I feel like I don't see them at all. And then there's other players. It's like, you see them everywhere. And it's like, oh my gosh, like why? Like get away from me or do I need to get away from you? Like what's going on? Um, but uh, I, I saw Deckel on the phone so much. I, I always, Deckel was always on the phone. I also saw Riley on the phone a ton. Uh, I saw Julian on the phone a lot. Funny, those were like the main people I saw, just always, always on the phone. So it was hard to play. It was really hard to play. And uh, normally James and I don't stay at the tournament hotel, just for whatever reason we don't. But at this event, um, the PP, someone at the PPA was nice enough to offer to, uh, like to help players with booking rooms. Like I said, like we've had nothing but a great experience with the PPA this year. And so, you know, we were like, oh, sure, that's a good rate. You know, yeah, we'll do that. So we stayed at the tournament hotel and it was such a nice hotel. It was great hotel, great Marriott, loved it. But uh, this was probably the one time I wish that we were not at such a nice hotel because walking in and out of the lobby, going to the elevator, I was just like cowering. I was like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. You know, pull the hair in front of your face, like put the shades on. I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to have to talk to anyone. There were people in there in the lobby, like talking to each other, huddled together, hushed conversations uh, on the phone. Everyone's on the phone. Everyone's got their own little corner on the phone. Oh, it was crazy how how much 
how I bet the phone calls were just absurd. Um, and then, uh, so Friday, I think everyone was pretty stressed out. Uh, Saturday though, because the pressure to make decisions was immense. Both sides are like, you know, we need a decision today. You know, I got an email, like you need to decide by 7 PM. And it was like five 30. I was like, you know, come on, come on now. You know, that that's a little bit, that's a little bit extreme. Um, so we were really pressured to make decisions quickly and, you know, we decided on MLP. That was what, uh, what James and I were going to do. We didn't really know about what other people were doing. Like James and I, uh, you know, we, we love all the other pros on the tour, but we, we, we didn't really talk to other players too much in this decision. We kind of wanted to make our own decision. We spoke to our families of, of course, you know, the people who, who we trusted a lot and it's not that we didn't trust other players, but it just, it was just so chaotic. I just felt like listening to the opinions of others was just really going to taint kind of my own thoughts, our own thoughts. So that's kind of how we went about it. It's funny. Someone reached out and wanted to talk to me at about 10 PM the night before mixed. And I just said like, I'm so sorry, but I promised myself I'm done thinking about this. I was like, I'm going to meditate and uh, I'm done for the night. I was like, we can talk tomorrow. I was like, I'm honestly done. Uh, so a lot of people were losing sleep. A lot of, you know, some people even had like legitimate insomnia. Um, the next day I woke up Saturday morning feeling very, very calm and very much at peace with the decision. Uh, I knew that I, you know, found out that they were going to start announcing players that day because uh, I think kind of to try to influence more signings. And I was like, okay, you know, Chanel who runs my social media was like, you know, MLP is going to announce this. Are you okay with accepting the collab request? And I was like, send it, I guess like, yes, yes. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. It's done. You know, I signed it. Let's go. It's out there. Um, so I felt super at peace, the decision. I was really excited to play with Megan Dazon. You know, I knew that we might struggle a little bit to focus mentally. I knew that a lot of people would be dealing with that though. And I also felt like, kind of like, you know, who knows what's going to happen the rest of this year. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to play the rest of the PPAs. You know, this is a big deal. And I kind of felt like, you know, James kind of saying this might be the last dance. You know, like, like I said, I know a little more about sports now than I did two years ago. Um, so it was a real sense of peace with the decision and everything. Driving to the venue felt great. Felt like, all right, let's freaking go. And, uh. But then the announcement started coming in. I saw Federico Stacks Rude. I didn't know they were going to do this at like 9 a.m. or so. I was like, y'all, yo, it's like 6 a.m. in California. Y'all can chill a little bit. Uh, then the announcement started coming in, right? The MLP, MLP announces Federico. Then immediately the PPA announced like, Callie, Catherine, Anna Lee. And I was just like, oh my God. Callie, Catherine, Anna Lee, and Lucy all went the other way. Like, shoot. Then they announced me and I was just like, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. So then I started feeling really, really anxious. And then the rest of that morning while James was playing men's, I was just, I was on my phone again. I was just watching the announcements come in. And, uh, I tweeted recently that it's earlier today, actually, that it's such a dopamine hit seeing every new major league pickleball signing. But that morning it was more of just a, a sense of obscene relief or if someone that I knew and liked and thought highly of and thought was, you know, particularly valuable and all of this went PPA, it was just like a, like panic, like, Oh no, no. And, you know, Meg Dazon, we were playing together and we actually, you know, we were friends before this term, but I actually think we bonded a lot over this whole situation. She was like, 
she felt like sick to her stomach. She felt so sick. You know, we weren't even sure if we were going to play. And obviously I'm super, super glad, you know, we gave it a try and we kind of found our rhythm, but, but uh, yeah, a lot of people were sick. And I think that this weekend really demonstrated, you know, the phenomenon of herd mentality, right? I think if the PPA had managed to get more players early, there's a very good chance PPA has signed, you know, more players, but it's like people want to choose the winner. It looks like one side is winning. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go with the winner. We're going to go with the winner. Um, so kind of how I decided to go about that day is, you know, I, I, some, some signed players at that point were talking like, we need to try to recruit people. We need to recruit people. And I was like, I need to play today. I am not, going to be trying to recruit people like I have enough anxiety as is I'm not going to try to recruit people so I kind of decided that how I was going to go about the day was uh I was going to project as much confidence and peace as I possibly could I'm a big believer in fake it until you make it and that was how I was going to go about my day everyone already knew what I did I had been announced and I was just going to try to project so much confidence that I would be like wow if we do what Anna did if we sound with MLP we're going to, we're going to feel like her. I, I did not feel that confident. It's funny. Actually, when I walked into the venue, I had my, my like earphones in and I, I wore ones with a cable and everything. So everyone who had my earphones in, I was not trying to get talked to shades on, not the MLP shades though. I thought that would be too aggressive. I had some other very pretty blue knockarounds on, but uh, I, I thought this would be a little bit aggressive. James was actually going to wear these that day just because it's what he had in his bag. And I was like, too aggressive, too soon. Don't do it. Don't, don't do that right now. <laughs> just kind of funny. Um, but when I walked into the venue, right when I walk in the gate, Rafa Hewitt, who's been announced, is like right on top of the Kawamoto's. The Kawamoto's are unsigned. I just give Rafa a fistful. He likes shopping. He's like, Anna, we gotta, we gotta get them. We gotta get the Kawamoto's. We gotta get them. They matter. We gotta get them. And I was just like, Rafa, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I was really like, I'm at peace. I'm not stressed out. I'm not stressed out. And it's funny at the end of the day, Jackie, actually, I was talking to Jackie and Jade and Andrea and a few other players. And Jackie was like, Anna, you've just been on cloud nine all day. Like you've just been so like, you've just been so happy. And I'm just like, yeah, I've been feeling great. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, but that's how I chose to go about things. Uh, so that day was stressful. Uh, I think that I was pretty happy with how I did just focusing on playing my pickleball. I, I said it in my uh, post-match press conference after winning the semi. A lot of times I was saying out loud, like, stay here, stay here, you know, we're in this match, you know, this is a, it's a pleasure to be able to compete right now and a joy and a blessing that I'm not, you know, someone who's not at this tournament who has nothing to think about except hitting the ball and playing in a match. So I was really trying to stay there and just trying to keep winning so I could keep playing like sheesh. Uh, but it wasn't an easy day to focus for sure. I think a lot of the matches were streakier than they would normally be as people kind of waned in and out of being focused, but I was really happy with playing, uh, with Megan I's level throughout the day. Uh, I thought, I thought a lot of people played great. Uh, I have to shout out um, Rachel Rohrabacher, go squeeze, and Rihanna Valdez. They had a big win over Leia and Jesse. Also, Bobby, uh, Shiro, and Millie Rain beating Lucy and Callie. But like I said, I think there's an asterisk by a lot of the upsets that happened this weekend just because of people being all over the place a little bit mentally. Uh, I also have to say, I think Riley, James did make me watch him and Tyson beating Riley and Julian. I have to say, I think Riley was a little bit off, but I'm very happy James won. He's got this new thing when he hits a good winner or a good counter, he goes, bang, you know, just like that commentator in the NBA. And I just think it's the funniest thing. Tyson also finds it particularly hilarious. Um, but Riley seemed a little bit off to me and I would hope I didn't watch the mixed final on Sunday. Uh, it almost happened too quickly for me to watch it. Uh, but I would 
I would like to think that he was maybe a little off. You know, I don't think they beat that team, you know, like hardly ever really in a tournament, but definitely scores of one, one and two are not great. Uh, and I would expect it would typically be tighter than that. Um, so yeah, it was a crazy day. Saturday, Sunday felt better. Meg felt better too. You know, we had, we felt like we had chosen the, the, you know, the side that was doing very well, not saying it's over, right? Of course, there are a lot of free agents still, the, you know, the highest profile ones being JW, Dylan, and Georgia. I hope they go MLP. I feel like, I personally felt like once MLP got the Kawamoto's, I felt like they were in a good spot because simply because it's just a fact that currently, as it stands on the PBA side, the women are very, very thin. They have a lot of the top women, but then they, you know, almost all the challenger females save i the only ones that come to my mind are tina pisnick and tammy emrick all have gone to mlp and uh, i think women are kind of you know in science class you learn about the limiting factor right uh, you know the factor that causes a species to not survive right like you could have a species could be both low on food and water but you die of thirst first so water is the limiting factor. You know, water is what causes the death. I'm not saying that the PPA is going to die at all. I don't think they will, but the women are largely more important than the men, I think. And I think that was also how uh, the case last November when, you know, it was either you stay with the APP or you sign with MLP PPA. It felt like the women had the most power in that, you know, the, the decisions of the women mattered the most. So I feel like if MLP should sign Dylan, J.W. and George, which I hope that happens, they're some of my best friends. Um, I think that they'll be in a really great spot. I think even if they don't still MLP's well positioned, though not, it's, it's much more even just simply due to the women. So that's my thoughts. Um, let's see. So what other things did I want to ask? So, ah, the future of the sport. So first of all, through the rest of 2023, it is genuinely my hope that, uh, you know, things continue as is, you know, I want to be at Cincinnati. I want to be at every PPA that I've committed to, that I have partners for, you know, I, I of course want to play the MLP events. I want to, you know, compete with the squeeze. Uh, I don't want there, you know, I've heard some talk, you know, they might have to do a redraft that the PPA doesn't allow, or, you know, if their players should choose not to play, which would not surprise me at all. Um, I would. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, in that event, there'd probably have to be a redraft, which would be fine, you know. Uh, but I would I so want to be on the squeeze. So excited to be on the squeeze. And I love my squad. Um, but, oh, I just have to say, in the event of a redraft at MLP, you can give me credit for this. It was my dad's idea, actually. I think that if there has to be a redraft, it should literally happen. Like, the redraft happens Wednesday. Like, Challenger starts Thursday. Premier starts Friday. Like, you have, like, one or two days with your team. And everybody goes everybody's at the draft or you could be and it just happens right there i think it would be chaos and i think it would be amazing i think it would be a fun like one-time thing to do just in this crazy situation otherwise it won't happen again it doesn't make sense but just you know and you have the camera on the person who just got drafted and they like walk up and they like you know a representative says something or something like that'd be kind of cool just just this one time um in this crazy situation but uh i hope 2023 continues as planned um you know, the PPA is, is supposed to make payments soon and uh, for, for a couple of recent tournaments. And I think that, you know, I think they're going to pay us all, pay everyone. And, you know, because we all want to play. And uh, so that's all I really have to say on that. Um, 
So yeah, I hope 2023 continues as is planned, but I don't know. I don't know. All the contracts start for on the MLP side in 2024, though. So we can all do what happens in 2023 in the event that, you know, uh, I you don't see me at a bunch of PPAs rest of the year. I, I think I would, I would uh, you know, I shouldn't say much more than that. Um, yeah, I hope everything continues for 2023. Uh, regarding, I've seen a lot of comments about the fans losing all of this, you know, even though people are very happy for the players, you know, the players are getting paid. I think that what MLP did is genuinely so, so amazing. And, uh, because now pickleball is a professional sport right now, so long as the contracts, you know, don't fall through and, you know, all, all everyone is able to pay on both sides. Uh, people can genuinely make a living playing pickleball. You know, people can choose to still work their jobs if they want to, but, you know, most players I've spoken to are making enough to where they, they don't have that same pressure, right? Like they, they could play pickleball and just supplement a little bit and they would be okay. And I think that is something that really makes my heart happy. And with every signing I see, even, you know, if I, you know, seeing like Deckel and Julian and Lauren and, you know, Tina and Tammy and Martin go PA in the last 24 hours, I'm like, oh, darn, you know, but I'm also, I'm so happy, I you know, for every single person that is signing one of these contracts. It's truly life-changing and uh, really so blessed. I feel like I got into pickleball at the perfect time. I feel like the luckiest person in the world. Um, I keep losing my darn train of thought. Ah, but the future, right? So for the players, this has been incredible. And this is because of MLP. I'm not saying the PPA wouldn't have done this in the future, you know, provided more benefits like travel being covered, you know, secure money that's guaranteed and uh, health insurance and everything eventually. But it is happening now because MLP did it. And that is why it's happening right now. And, you know, such such big money. Uh, so shout out to MLP on that. Uh, really proud to be a part now, you know, for the next few years and hopefully hopefully longer, you know, of an organization that really cares and has done everything to show that they care and that has kind of taken a lot of those first steps towards, you know, doing more than what you have to for the players going above and beyond, uh, for the fans, you know, everybody wants to see the best play against the best. I think that has been, you know, really amazing to see this year on both sides. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for the fans, but, I would say that no matter which side, you know, whether it's a PPA event, whether it's an MLP event, whether it's even an APP event, I find it fun to watch, exciting. And uh, I mean, if you like watching Ben Johnson and Annalie win, like, I, I think that's still going to be happening the next few years. Uh, but, you know, of course, MLP will miss out majorly on, you know, some of a lot of the best players not playing in the events. But I do think that with the with this new money, there's going to be more and more good and better players coming into pickleball who will improve quickly. And, you know, if either whichever tour, it's going to be an ongoing battle. It's not over, you know, it's manages to sign those up and comers is going to be in a good spot. Um, so wh whichever side kills it is going to be really well positioned in that regard. Cause there are so many players who are going to be attracted to these big deals and this money and that are going to say, wait, why would I, you know, work a standard job after graduating college or why am I grinding so hard on, on the pro tour and I'm ranked 600, 500 in the world? Like, why don't I just start trying to play pickleball? You know, like that's going to happen and that's exciting for our game. Uh, and uh, I think that'll really produce interesting storylines, you know, and I think that is a place where the APP will still remain really super relevant. I think this, you know, all this chaos with PP and MLP has only been good for the APP too. Um, 
so for the fans, yes, you're not great. You're not going to get to see the best against the best, but you're still going to get to see some of the very best against some of the very best, you know, all the time, very regularly. And uh, I do not feel like in making my decision to go MLP that I have at all sacrificed the development of my game. There's plenty of good players on the APP. And, you know, improving is mostly about intrinsic motivation anyways, you know, wanting it. And uh, while I do not play pickleball nearly as obsessively as I did when I first started, I still love it. While my, you know, motivation to play does ebb and flow, I love playing pickleball. And I'm thinking about improvement all the time. You know, I Annalie hit a shot early in the first game, I think. Some shot down the line. It was it was like a mix between a dink and uh and like a speed up and it was just the way she hit it I, I literally in the moment I was like I said out loud I was like that's so annoyingly good and then I like made a mental note of it and uh I'm gonna learn how to do it myself you know like I am always looking to improve and I do not think I've put myself in a position where I can't you know in the event that you know I don't play Annalie for three years that's a shame because she is kind of the metric right now you know she is the best and then it's kind of like the rest of us are kind of in a cluster of a few, like a, a few levels below. So it's exciting to play against that benchmark and kind of see where you're at, where you stack up, you know? Um, but that's how things shook out. Uh, but dodging is not like, it's not a part of the decision, you know, like the people who signed with the PPA didn't sign because, because like, well, I shouldn't speak on it, but I, if I had chosen that way, what, what, Annalie Waters or Ben Johns did is not really a factor in my decision. Someone did ask though, if Ben Johns or Annalie went MLP, would that be huge? Um, yes, that would be very huge. But, you know, I've, I've heard that, you know, I'm seeing some things that some people might not have signed contracts yet with the PBA. They might've just signed term sheets or letters of intent. That is what I was presented with. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me. They've gotten out real contracts at this point. You know, they've had a few days. That's when, you know, when MLP did this really well, they kind of blindsided them, right? MLP had fully, executable contracts ready to go the ppa didn't so it's well played um i saw another question one to zane i think this is from maddie pickles how likely do you think you are to get paid by the ppa again in your career i think uh so zane is a zero right because anyone who follows zane on twitter <laughs> he he's been pretty funny lately so i do think i'm getting paid um from here on, people are asking me questions about a merger. I think anything is always possible. Um, I think highly of the PPA, especially, you know, my experience with them this last year and, you know, nothing but good things to say about them. Uh, very, I've actually really come to like Connor Pardo in the capacity that, you know, I've dealt with him. Him and James are like kind of boys now, right? They talk about basketball all the time. Apparently, Connor Pardo was a really good basketball player, everyone. You might not believe it, but look him up. He was super legit. So good. Uh, pretty cool. I've also heard he, I believe Connor Ogden told James that he can give you 30 on any night. So that's pretty cool. Um, oh, I keep losing my darn trains of thoughts. Maybe I'm not meant for podcasting without Dylan. Um, yeah. Oh, a remerge. You know, anything's always possible. I think it's unlikely, though. I think that MLP and doing this, they blindsided them. They kind of stole, pulled the rug out from under them. Uh, I saw an insightful post on Facebook. I don't remember who from that. This is not just about at this point, you know, the vision for the future of pickleball. Is it a team sport? Is it an individual sport? This is more so just a battle for the future of pickleball, however it's going to be. Whichever tour, league, whatever you want to call it, wins, will have the ability to do whatever they want. 
this battle in my mind at this point is just for that future, for the ability to make that choice. They're going to go about it a little differently. Both sides are going to have both team and individual events, but you know, the emphasis for MLP will be more on the team, for the PPA more on the individual. Um, it's just a battle for the future of the sport. I'd be surprised to see both to see the entities uh, reunite fully. You know, maybe some kind of small deal will be worked out where you know players can play both in a more limited capacity. But I would be surprised at a full um, remerge, and that's actually one reason why this has all been able to happen. When we signed contracts back in November, there were some clauses about you know some things having to happen in order for the contracts to be executable, and uh, some of those things, to my knowledge, did not necessarily go through, which is why MLP was able to do this. That is my understanding. Hopefully, that can stay in the podcast. Um, so Remerge, I got asked the future of an MLP and APP partnership. You know, I think it's possible. I can't speak to it, but I would be very happy if that happened uh, in 2024 and beyond in some capacity where, you know, I wouldn't expect to get paid anything to go play APPs. I'm getting paid plenty. Uh, plenty. Don't worry about me, guys, if anyone was worried. Um, but I would love to play APPs. I mean, I was talking to Johnny Goldberg. I was like, shoot. We got to play an APP. Like, that would be so fun. Can you guys imagine me and Johnny Goldberg playing in an APP together? It would just be the most fun thing ever. So I think a deal like that is possible. Um, I don't know that it's likely. I think it'd be really cool. I think it would be mutually beneficial for both parties. I, just like I think a deal between the PPA and MLP would be mutually beneficial for both parties. Like it was this year, largely, up until all of this. Uh, I just don't see it happening, you know, as things stand. Um... um Anything else I wanted to hit? Uh, I I think that's kind of all I have to say on the matter. I wish I had someone, you know, live who could tell me if I'm forgetting anything. But thank you, everyone, for listening. I think that's all I have to say. You know, hopefully Dylan makes an announcement soon and we have him back for an episode uh, very soon. And we, he can kind of walk us through some of his thoughts. I I don't think there's many thoughts that I forgot to share with everyone because I feel like, oh my gosh, I got asked about Jack Sock. I think Jack Sock was a huge signing by the PPA Tour. Um, that's the last thing that I think I forgot to mention. I think Jack Sock was huge. You know, I would be surprised in some capacity if we saw him playing a full, you know, 20 events next year. Uh, he seems to want to relax and he's worked really hard in tennis. He's grinded so hard. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him very frequently. Uh, and I think that would be a lot of fun. And that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs. So that was a huge signing by the PPA Tour. One of one of the biggest ones uh, in all of this. Uh, I also will be curious, will Anna Lee play the rest of the year, 2024, with Ben? Or will she play a few with Jack? I think that would be very, very interesting. And also, who will play mixed with Jack? You know that a lot of those women who have chosen to stay have reached out. And I'm particularly certain that, you know, Catherine and Athena have, you know, reached out and are trying to to secure that because Jack's upside is unbelievable. I think that he could become the best pickleball player uh, with, you know, his fundamentals being far less sound than some of the others. I mean, that's one reason about like James being so good, not to knock James, but James will say himself, like his ability to get to the kitchen is not top 10 in pickleball and male pickleball, maybe not even top 20. But at the line, he's just the hands, the power uh, kind of allow it to be OK for, you know, some of those fundamental pickleball skills to still not be as refined and they'll get more refined. But, you know, I think it's the same for Jack. It's like even if he doesn't 
he isn't the best or top five or top 10 in transition getting to the line. Just the sheer power and athleticism presents such a problem. Uh, I'm not going to say he's game breaking. I do think there are other athletes who exist in the world who, if they had played, you know, pickleball their whole lives, instead of say, you know, LeBron James, you know, instead of playing basketball, like that would be game breaking. I don't know that Jack is game breaking, but uh, there's, you know, we're to be found out. Uh, so that's a huge signing. Uh, I also say I was really, you know, I think some of MLP's biggest signings were, you know, Paris and Riley. Those I was really happy to see. Um, I'm reading over my notes. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's all I have for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this was fun. I hope when I listen back to this, I didn't say too much or too little and that I gave everyone a little bit more insight and perspective and that I also did a good job of staying fairly neutral while giving my, my takes. Um, I think everyone who's making, you know, their decisions is doing it for themselves. And like I said, I'm happy for every single player who is being presented with this life-changing uh, opportunity to play the game that we all love. And I'm excited for, you know, all the people that are to come. And I hope, you know, nothing falls through. And, uh, you know, I, I hope, I hope there's going to be a reconciliation, you know, between the leagues. It's been so much fun playing with everyone, but in the event that there's not, I still think everyone's in a good spot. And I think that the fans will still have plenty of excellent, excellent pickleball to watch. Uh, I think MLP will still be a total blast. You know, it's not the, it's not going to be as deep a field as it was uh, this year, perhaps, but I think the depth will catch back up pretty quickly. And I also think that, MLP was such a blast to play in and participate in in, uh, in 2022 without any of the PPA pros. And now we have, you know, a lot of the PPA pros are signed with MLP, OG PPA pros, I should say. And also there's a lot of newcomers who are great. So I still think it's going to be a total, total blast. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, the drop out with Anna. Hopefully we have Dylan back on soon. Thank you for listening, everyone.